Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I'm your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside at an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece, then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host this evening, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Four Simple Words to Save America. One hundred-year-old veteran breaks down crying. This is not the country we fought for. From Fox 13, July 1, 2022. City of Orlando Fireworks promo says folks probably don't want to celebrate hate-filled U.S. We can't blame them. BizPack Review, July 3, 2022. From Portland to San Francisco, how open-air drug markets turned liberal dreams into residents' nightmare. Widespread addiction and homelessness across the cities. From June 17, 2022. The wreckage of an America broken is strewn street to street. So many of us feel it, beyond unease, far beyond disquiet. A sense of doom and horror. Something important is very wrong. A keystone has crumbled or gone missing. The country is unmoored. Every terrible headline conveys with it foreboding. A warning that a kind of curtain is descending across the nation. It's an insatiable, sadistic force. Relentless and repulsive, sucking life out of the air. The awful thing sweeping our land is a predatory menace fed by dark hearts whose bounty is captive souls. It is disordered, brutal, thieving, violent. Or it rules and it aims to rule us from sea to sea. There is no justice, but injustice. No law, but abuse. There are only oppression, addiction, cruelty, and death. It has an ancient name, wickedness. Deadly sins are given joyless parades and pharmacology whose lies bring despair and unreason heart sickness, corruption in high places and low spreads with it an icy fear that whispers, the worst is yet to come. 
I am not telling you anything you don't already know. Those of us chilled at the encroaching ill wind ask each other how we will fight it. What should we do? Although there are millions of us, our desire to somehow battle the diabolical has not yet found its political response. A current knot of savagery and hatreds, this tangle of tribalism and lawlessness as old as humankind, cannot be straightened through electoral means. Instead, as most of us has rightly said, America's problem is spiritual. True as that is, there has not emerged a unified spiritual response either. As a child of the 1950s, I was raised in what seems in retrospect to have been a spiritual nation, or at least a faith-friendly one. Religion was, well, intersectional in America in those days. Talk of God was non-secretarian and non-partisan. It was also commonplace and unremarkable, the connective tissue of civic culture in the wake of World War II. But my first year of public school was the last year we prayed together there. As we kindergartners folded our hands before our milk and cookies and said, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for this food. The sweetness of the memory catches in my throat. Then law changed, and with it began the long recession of public God appreciation, which went out like a tide over many decades, at first slowly, and then at super speed. Now you're fired for praying alone on an empty field as a high school coach. You're viciously offering thoughts and prayers and condolence. But this is not yet another gloomy review of our dire condition because there abides in the living recall of my generation and among the widely scattered remnants of the traditional America that yet survives, one of the greatest spiritual weapons we can wield, our national motto. I was not yet two years old when both houses of Congress passed a joint resolution declaring, In God We Trust the official motto of the United States. There was no debate, nor a single dissenting vote. By law, it remains America's watchword to this day. Public Law 84-851, signed by President Dwight D. Eisenhower on July 30, 1956. Few remember, but the Senate officially reaffirmed the motto in 2006, as did the House just 11 years ago, with nine dissenting Democrats. Some of them, including Representatives Jerry Nader, Democrat from New York, Bobby Scott, Democrat from Virginia, and Judy Chu, Democrat from California, still sit in the House chamber that displays the motto in huge gold letters high on the wall behind the Speaker's chair. The declaration, in God we trust, is literally 
written in stone. Despite Democrat objections, the 2011 Congressional Reaffirmation goes even farther than the original 1956 text, this time also supporting and encouraging the public display of the national motto in all public buildings, public schools, and other government institutions. You can find the stark four words of the motto in bronze atop cast metal depictions of the great seal on plaques scattered among the federal offices, including the U.S. Capitol, the Longworth House Office Building, and the Dirksen Senate Office Building. Virtually our entire government, elected and unelected, daily passes by these declarations of trust in God. The words go mostly unnoticed. It is law that they appear on all U.S. currency. But as fewer and fewer Americans handle cash, the tangible national reminder of whom we trust is vanishing. Our motto does not grace digital commerce. God is not the master referenced on MasterCard, nor does his name appear on any other plastic to which we entrust our accounts. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin tether or untethered to the federal and God we trust requirement. Coincidentally, we drifted from our anchor as our money went godless, so to speak. If our national motto was remembered at all, it was reduced to a trivia question. I'd wager less than 30% of Americans know we have a national motto beyond the old one-liner, in God we trust. All others pay cash. After all, is there a dollar term the national motto? The eyes glaze over. So the four simple words have been dormant, awaiting renewal, their power shrouded for a time. Until now, these words are lightning ready to be let loose. Because here is the truth. America's explicit trust in the living God is the scarlet cord that runs from before the Revolution through the Civil War, both World Wars, through the Cold War, and beyond. To examine this record is to open the forgotten history of America, a narrative inconvenience deliberately suppressed here is a tiny sample of the long and complex lineage of our motto, unbroken from the founders to you. 1753, remember that God is our only sure trust. Mary Washington to her son George as the young soldier left home. He ever after credited Providence for America's miraculous military victories and national formation. 1854, blessed with victory and peace, may the heavens rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us as a then conquer we must when our cause is just, and this be our motto, and God we trust. Francis Scott Key, 
last verse of the Star-Spangled Banner, inspiration for our national motto. 1861. No nation can be strong except in the strength of God, or safe except in His defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. Salmon P. Chase, Secretary of the Treasury, as the motto was shortened to four words for U.S. coinage. 1955. At the base of our freedom is our faith in God and the desire of Americans to live by His will and His guidance. As long as this country trusts in God, it will prevail. Representative Charles Bennett, Democrat from Florida, who fought to put, in God we trust, on all U.S. paper currency. 1955. Without God, there could be no America, American form of government, nor an American way of life. Recognition of the supreme being is the first, the most basic expression of Americanism. Thus, the Founding Fathers saw it, and thus, with God's help, it will continue to be. President Dwight Eisenhower. 1956, the national motto of the United States is hereby declared to be, In God We Trust. And so it remains. In their long march through American institutions, our enemies have stomped many of our traditions and societal structures. But here's the thing. Our trust is not in institutions or traditions or structures. Our trust is not in the government or presidents. The profound truth lives in a national proclamation that was formulated as a retort from the beginning. The wording is unusual and implies a no. No, it is not the, in coins we trust, not in currency. No, not in horses, not in arms, not in people, nor in any human design. No, it is cautious, not those. And God we trust. Listen, Americans, to the message from the Americans before us. Four plain words form the perfect answer to our desperate plea for our nation. What could we do? In God we trust. Yes, here's what we do. We deploy our national motto, unfurl it as our banner. It's time to reactivate our superpower. Trust in God is where the battle is transformed. Our opponents cannot take this ground. They cannot even fight here. They've already surrendered, as a New York Times columnist put it. In this time of war, I propose we give up God. Fine, you lose. My sister and I have started using the four simple words as a greeting, a call and response that echoes across the years, across the miles, every time we speak, in God we trust. It is a joy and a delight to say and hear. It is so delicious to remind each other who we as Americans and whom we trust. 
I can attest to the power the words radiate every time. They instantly encourage, giving God the trust due him stirs the heart. These are not magic words, but they are majestic ones. The motto is not an incantation. It's an invitation to all who want to join with the we. Let those who trust in God say so. There are millions of us who have been tested. There are millions of us who have tested God's unshaken name and proven it sure. To declare together in God we trust, right in the ugly face of the wicked spirit of the age, is more than glorious descent. It is an unstoppable advancing force. People who pronounce America dead forget the source of our powers. You want to watch the old republic emerge from its crisis? Trust God, together with our countrymen, who know that God is our hope and freedom. There may well be similar numbers of believers now than there were when I was a child, but with God, even a few are a majority. Who can be against us? Will you be viciously pillared if you go around saying the national motto? Yes, especially if more and more of us do so. To our enemies, it's an intolerable. But here's the reality. There's not a blessed thing they can do about it. You are completely free to utter our national motto in public or private, in the streets, and from the mountains, and yes, in any government building or meeting or school. What liberation? Say it. Write it. In God we trust. I declare myself a happy in God we trust warrior, and I intend to go all swashbuckler with it. The motto has the protection of law, but there's no requirement of any kind. It's an offer. Come join us. In God we trust, and you can too. It costs nothing. Say it. Write it. And every time you do, you will find it straightens the shoulders, warms the heart, and fortifies the soul. When we say it together, it becomes a prayer to our God, who alone can save America. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription, mailed within the United States, is only $20. International delivery available as well.
Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870-427-3414 From a cabin deep in the Appalachian Mountains, listen to Freedom Rings with your host, Tommy Freedom, every week on White Pride Radio, only on com. Fighting hard for your rights every day. Okay, uh, wow, there with the, uh, uh, the intro, the commentary, and a couple of commercials there, we're already to... Uh, 20 after 7, this evening's uh, articles that I have here. Uh, This first one I have is old. Uh, It's about uh, maybe a little over a week old. I'm sure everybody has heard uh, about it. Uh, It is uh, an article from the news source, The Blaze. And the headline is, Very Young Black Children Hit Hurl Explicitives at Police. Shut the F up. Uh, now, I don't know how many of my listeners heard about this. Uh, uh, I read the article uh, last week, and I watched the video. And I'll tell you what, uh, I have never seen such disrespect for law enforcement as I did out of these little bastards. Uh, and th- th- that is exactly uh, what they are. Uh, the anger, uh, this is an old article, but the anger that I felt when I read this article and watched that video, and then you have black people in America crying that they are oppressed, they are mistreated by law enforcement officers, this is a disgrace. Uh, The article here, a short video that went viral on social media on Monday, indicates that the relationship between police officers and some inner-city black youth has hit a new low. Uh, The video shows a handful of very young black children, one child still in diapers, and one barely out of them, becoming violent with police officers, hitting them and shouting explicitives at them. now, uh, uh, this it says what one of these uh, little mongrels said. Uh, he said, shut up, uh, B, uh, female dog for the word, uh, uh, a child, and uh, the main aggressor in the situation seems to say to one cop as the video opens. Uh, the child also tells another cop to shut the F up and insults the cop's ugly ass shoes. Now, obviously, I can't uh, show you the video uh, on the show here, but I do have audio. Uh, uh, from what these little uh, ignorant uh, bastards uh, said to law enforcement. And you know what? In the whole video, I saw not one black adult parent correcting these uh, 
little savages. Uh, listen to this. Now, I ask you, what else would you call children that act like that, that treat law enforcement that way? Now, keep in mind, uh, the kid that was hitting the officer was still in a diaper. Uh, two of the kids that was uh, in this video were still in a diaper. Uh, this is totally uncalled for and uh, totally uh, unacceptable in our white Christian civilized nation. <clears throat> now back to the article here. Uh, both cops in the video appear to be black, and their uniforms indicate that they are members of the ATF. Uh, they try to diffuse the situation and shield themselves from the blows, but otherwise do not engage with the children. Law enforcement has to shield themselves from blows from little black savages that are still in diapers. Uh, the officers were reportedly on the scene to issue a search warrant and a homicide investigation. Imagine that. Imagine that. At one point, the child winds up and smacks one police officer. The slap is so forceful that it can be audibly heard on the video. However, because the boy is so young, his comments can sometimes be difficult to decipher. Uh, I definitely heard them uh, in that conversation, and I'm sure you was, uh, listeners uh, did as well. Uh, meanwhile, the voice of an older child or young man can be heard coming from off camera talking about a cop's deep-fried Oreo head, possibly in reference to the black men working in law enforcement. According to journalist Andy Ngo, the video was filmed in a hood in St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul is the twin city to Minneapolis, where George Floyd died during an incident with police in May of 2020. Uh, there, that's the first time I think I ever saw that worded correctly. Uh, George Floyd died during an incident. He wasn't murdered. He wasn't killed. He overdosed. Uh, users on social media have quickly denounced the video as evidence of poor parenting. Blogger Samuel Say tweeted, This is tough to watch. That boy has already been set on a destructive path. His parents have failed him. Sheila Quells of Alpha News argued on Sunday that the video points to a larger problem within the black community. High rates of illegitimacy. Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, a race with the average IQ of 70, borderline retarded. Boy, just imagine them being illiterate. Uh, this is what these uh, uh, little animals are being taught. Uh, instead of being taught manners and things like that, they're being taught uh, 
You know, children in a diaper shouldn't even know words like that. Uh, shouldn't even, uh, you know, associate law enforcement uh, with uh, anything. And you know what? I, my next article up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, 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 police uh, and encountering black people. Uh, my next article is about that, so uh, stick around and listen to that. Uh, back to this article, though. While the left constantly bemoans systemic racism, the evidence suggests something different, Quells said. It does not point to racism. It does not point to white privilege. And it certainly doesn't point to police brutality. It points to the problem in the black community that no one ever talks about. The high percentage of fatherless homes. Imagine that. Uh, we're, not, we, we're, not, we're told not to... Uh, uh, can't think of the word, um, put into classes different races, but uh, here th this article certainly does, and it's true. But regardless if there's a father in the family or not, where is the black mother while these children are attacking police? Uh, she's probably around the corner passed out uh, with burnt fingers from a crack pipe that she got from uh, President uh, Joseph Biden. Uh, because fathers often establish boundaries and enforce discipline within a nuclear family, fatherless homes lead to behaviors like those seen in the video, she said. If civic and church leaders don't encourage more marriages and more intact families within the black community, Quells believes that children like those seen in the video will be consigned to lives of crime and likely early deaths. She also saw the viral video is only 30 seconds in length. The original video in the custody of Alpha News actually extends for another two minutes. She gave no reason for abridging the video. Uh, you know, um, you, you're not going to teach black people not to be savages. You're not going to teach or instill the nuclear family concept within the black race. That is impossible. This is not what they do. Uh, like they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you're not going to teach an old beast from the Bible uh, new manners either. Uh, it's impossible. And, you know, uh, like I said, just because there isn't a father in the family, uh, that that means nothing. You know, uh, as I was a child growing up, now I had uh, a, a nuclear family. I have uh, one brother, two older sisters, uh, had a mother and a father. Uh, but you know what? My mother uh, doled out, I think, probably, well, no, maybe not. But my mom uh, definitely doled out her share fare of punishment. And I'll tell you one thing you did not do, and that was disrespect them or any elder. Uh, I grew up in a family where uh, old school uh, if you disrespected somebody, you got your teeth knocked down your throat. Uh, I remember as a teenager, uh, you know, as teenagers uh, uh, go through that rebellious stage, uh, I tried it one time. Uh, you know, I thought, you know what, uh, you know, I'm going to try this. And um, uh, I forget what my father had said to me. And uh, I disrespected him. And uh, when I woke up, stretched out on the floor, uh, 
he looked at me and said, uh, you know, you're not going to do this. And you know what? That was the only time, the one and only time I ever uh, disrespected my father, my mother, uh, or any uh, uh, elder, for that matter. Uh, That's what it took. That's what I got. And this is exactly uh, why uh, the black race is the way it is. Now, you know, these little mongrel uh, savages uh, here in the future, probably not too far into the future either, uh, being seeing the way that uh, they are, uh, they will end up fatalities uh, and crimes that they force law enforcement to use no other uh, no other option than lethal force. Uh, uh, these black kids, then there will be blacks in the streets rioting. Uh, because a black uh, uh, met his uh, fate due to law enforcement having no other choice uh, but to put the animal down. Uh, so, you know, this is the future of these uh, little kids. If you, Not even kids, little animals. Uh, such disrespect. Uh, but I had to do that article. Like I said, that was about a week old. Uh, but I'll tell you what... Uh, It's ridiculous. And then blacks wonder why they are uh, higher population in jails and prisons. Uh, They wonder why, or, okay, get this, they claim police brutality. They claim uh, that uh, police officers brutalize black people more than white people. Guess what? This next article, this comes from the uh, Washington Examiner. The headline to this is, it's time to start showing the videos of police shooting white people. That's right, white people. Uh, The fatal police shooting of Jalen Walker is the latest black man's death that the left hopes to exploit for political gain. Walker's death has started the typical routine that the country goes through after a black man is killed by police. Outrage, condemnation, and accusations of systemic racism. Uh, There's little kids there. Uh, This is what we're dealing with. This is what, uh, imagine as they grow. These these were little black mongrels in diapers using those words and uh, attacking, actually attacking law enforcement. Imagine them as teenagers. Imagine them as adults, if they even make it to adulthood. Uh, Despite the shootings that receive widespread media coverage, white people make up the demographic with the highest fatalities from police shootings. I'm going to read that to you again. White people make up the demographic with the highest fatalities from police shootings. Not blacks. Not what your government feeds or stuffs down your throat. Not what the mainstream media uh, tries to force down your throat, their, their little leftist agenda. White people. Twice as many white people are killed by police each year. It's long past due for videos of fatal police shootings of white people to be shown with the same frequency and vigor as fatal police shootings of black people. Twice as many white people are shot and killed by law enforcement in America. Twice as many white people than blacks. So, if there's any 
uh, enemies, uh, and I'm sure there is, listening to the show tonight, shovel that down your throat. Tell your friends that. This is facts. This is statistics. I don't do a show for BS. Uh, I don't sugarcoat things. I give you the facts, and right there are the facts. Twice as many white people are shot by police than black people. Uh, you know, the mainstream media, they don't show you that because they want to run the narrative of all uh, the poor black Tobies in America. Uh, uh, look how, look how uh, uh, Kuta Kinte is uh, victimized in America. That is BS. Total BS. Uh, this phenomenon is largely fueled by the media, and it's problematic. It creates the false perception that it is primarily black men who are shot and killed by the police. This leads many to believe falsely that the country's police officers are racist who target and hunt black men. This allows left-wing politicians to promote falsehoods and indoctrinate the masses with claims that the country's criminal justice system is systemically racist. Even though it's not true, they hide the facts so they can advance an agenda. Uh, this is absolutely correct, and this is what they do. This is how they steer so many people. And, you know, so many, unfortunately, white people uh, believe uh, the mainstream media news. Uh, you cannot believe the mainstream media news anymore, people. You cannot believe what they are telling you. Uh, they are little uh, messengers for our leftist government. That's all. Uh, puppets to the Jew. This is what the Jew tells the black people. And with an average IQ of 70, borderline retarded, they believe it. They actually believe this stuff. They believe, they believe they're oppressed. Uh, they believe police officers uh, uh, hunt them down. And it's not true. There is the facts. Uh, consider the facts. Black men compromise 6 to 7% of the country's population, but account for over 50% of homicides 29.1% 20, of all rapes and 50% of all robberies and 33% of assaults. Do you hear those numbers? And this is 6 to 7% of America's population. 6 to 7% of our population, the black race, account for over 50% of homicides, 29.1% of all rapes, and over 50% of all robberies, and 33% of assaults. This leads to disproportionate interactions with police and subsequently shootings. It's not racism causing these shooting discrepancies. It's the excessive amount of crime committed by black men. Uh, you know, I've said that on the show a million times. They wonder why our jails and prisons are over 50% uh, uh, non-whites. Well, there, you just saw the, the statistics or heard the statistics of what 6 to 7% of our population does, over 50% of the crimes. Well, you don't have to be an Einstein then to figure that guess what? 
And this is just the black race. This isn't the other non-white races and gangs in America. We're just talking black people, the black race. So wouldn't it make sense then that in our jails and uh, prison population is over 50% just black? And then add in your other non-white criminals. You know, it's time that people start exposing this stuff and spreading it. Uh, Good grief. Now, I know that some liberals, I've uh, been in conversations with them, uh, you know, blinded. Totally no sense. No no sense at all. I actually believe uh, some of the liberals uh, have a lower IQ than the dumbest black person. Uh, Because you you can't uh, show them that. Now, if you had... Uh, somebody uh, listen to this show right here that I'm doing, uh, giving the statistics, uh, they would look at you and say, oh, no, he's a racist. Uh, he's a white supremacist. You can't go by what he's saying. Well, this isn't what I'm saying. This is what the news and the statistics are saying. That's why I deal with statistics on the show. Uh I don't mind being called, I've said this before, a white supremacist. I didn't make myself supreme. God did. Uh, Why would I undo what God uh, has made me? And uh, the white race, God's chosen people, the Israelites spoken of in the Bible. Uh, The story continues here. Many on the left like to cite that oft-repeated statistics that black men are three times more likely to be involved in fatal police shootings than white people. They use this to justify not reporting on white people shot by police. Yet, what is constantly omitted in this claim is that based on their proportion of the country's population, black men commit crime, specifically violent crime, at a significantly higher rate than white people. So, that's why, uh, you know, 6 six to 7% of the population uh, that commits Uh, all of these crimes, and then uh, wonder why, why they're in prison. Because you're a dumbass. That's why you're in prison, because you're stupid. The average IQ is 70. And I'm not saying every black person, and there's probably plenty of white people, too, that are below 70, uh, uh, below a 70 IQ. But that means that as you walk down the street and you look at a black person, on average, they are uh, borderline retarded. They are savage. You see this. The jungle mentality. And we as white people in our own damn white Christian nation are told that we should accept this? That we should embrace these savages, these uncivilized, stupid savages? Uh, I think not. And too many people, uh, you know, they don't want to say something to hurt somebody's feelings, even if it's the truth, for God's sake. Everybody today is so uh, sissified that it isn't funny. People walk around on eggshells because they don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care whose feelings I hurt with facts and, with facts and statistics. Because somebody has to report this stuff. Somebody does. Uh, By now, we all know the names of many black people killed by the police. 
You are probably familiar with Michael Brown, George Floyd, Eric Gardner, and Breonna Taylor. But if I were to ask you to name just one white person who was fatally shot by police, it is a safe assumption you couldn't. The stories of Tony Tempa, Daniel Shaver, and the many other white people killed by police officers remain largely unknown. Furthermore, if videos of white victims of police shootings started being circulated by the media, it would expose the long-running lies of the left. It would lose much political power as a result. Moreover, the left would lose its monopoly on racial justice grievances. But in serious matters such as these, political capital should not matter. This country deserves to know the entire truth about police shootings. If the media in this country are just going to report on police shootings, then they need to start telling the entire truth. Show the videos of black and white people who are shot by police officers, not just the race of people whom the left wants to exploit for political gain. The truth deserves to be heard, not just left-wing propaganda. Uh, and that is absolutely the truth. You know, some people... Uh, you know, you, you can catch them uh, just being a scumbag. Uh, some people, uh, they don't consider it lying, they'll, but they'll only tell you uh, a half-truth. <coughs> you know, uh, they figure if, if they omit something, then it's, it's not considered a lie. But, you know, they're still a scumbag for, for doing what they do. But they just don't tell the truth. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just like a promiscuous woman. If she is cheating on her boyfriend and she doesn't tell him, she doesn't consider that lying or doing anything behind his back. Because she doesn't say she is. They, they will stand there and deny it to the very end. But, you know, uh, God knows hearts. God sees hearts. You can't hide everything. And the mainstream media, this side things, they won't tell you uh, the whole story. So they don't consider it lying to America. Uh, you know, the mainstream media doesn't consider not reporting everything to you as uh, a lie. They just omit uh, a lot of the truth. But, you know, uh, you've got to call out a scumbag for a scumbag. It's, it's plain and simple. You know, uh, you shouldn't have to get caught first. That makes you a bigger scumbag. And, you know, as long as uh, leftist media isn't called out for the BS that they pump out, uh, you know, you're going to have this. Okay, let's see what else I have here. Uh, This one I kind of find find funny. Uh, this comes from the news source MundoNow.com. And the headline is, Man Gets Ticket for Wearing Sagging Pants. Uh, that's right. Uh, sagging Pants. You know, the, the hip thing with the living in the hood. You know, you know going into the store with your pants down over your ass. Uh, you know, like everybody wants to see your boxers or smell your crack. 
uh, a viral hog, <laughs> that's funny, a viral hog video began to circulate on social media showing a man receiving a ticket for wearing sagging pants. Many people just think sagging pants are funny or a fashion statement, but in some places they're against the law. They should be against the law. You know, it's a form of uh, uh, indecent exposure is what it is. Uh, the fine starts at $25 for a first offense, 50 if it happens on a second occasion, and $75 for the third time. This is the law in some localities. In the first images of the video, a man is arrested for violating the saggy pants law. In Spanish, that would be a uh, pantalones uh, cadeos. A police officer is giving him instructions. Uh, along with this man who was ticketed was a friend who recorded the entire incident and shared it on social media to protest that his friend was ticketed just because of his clothing, uh, dressed inappropriately. Because of this man's sagging pants, the officers approached him to let him know that he would be fined for the way he was dressed. He was accused of disturbing the peace in the community. For this reason, uh, they tell the man uh, to get in the pa patrol car while an officer radioed the station and filled out the ticket. He was also told it would be a larger fine if he's caught wearing sagging pants again. Uh, this doesn't say uh, what country this was in, if it was in the uh, United States. It kind of doesn't sound like it, uh, but uh, this should be a law. That most definitely should be a law. Men should not be allowed to run around in public with their pants down over their ass. You know, nobody wants to see that. You know, I don't understand why black people would think that's so cool. I saw a meme on social media uh, a while back, uh, and it was funny. It shows this uh, black person uh, walking down the street with his pants below his uh, ass, and this little kid walks up to him and he says, uh, I learned how to pull mine up when I was three. Uh, so, you know, I, I thought that was uh, a pretty funny. Now, let's see what else I have. Okay, this one's a little different. Uh, let me find this one, make sure I have it. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this news article comes from the news source, The Blaze. The headline is, ICE will facilitate abortions for detained illegal immigrants. Uh, now, this is just my opinion. I am not speaking on behalf of any other person or any organization. This is just my opinion. I think uh, this should be a law. Uh, it should become law that anybody that wants to immigrate, any non-white that wants to immigrate, to our white Christian country should be sterilized. Uh, if they are pregnant, either an abortion performed or they're turned away. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, non-white should be allowed to come into this country carrying a little mongrel uh, that we as uh, white American taxpayers pretty much have to adopt. 
plain and simple. Men, non-white men that come to the border and want in, want to gain uh, citizenship, should be sterilized. Uh, this isn't racist to say either because the choice at the border would ultimately be on the non-white. If you want to come in, you're not coming in with a child, and you're not coming in to breed like the little cockroaches that you are. So, plain and simple. So, I think this is good, that ICE will facilitate abortions for detained illegal immigrants. President Joe Biden's administration will reportedly instruct ICE detention centers around the country that illegal immigrant women in federal custody have a right to abortions and shouldn't be transferred to receive one if they are being detained uh, in a state where abortion is illegal. Uh, like I said, I think this should be uh, a law that uh, they, they are. Um, you know, some people may say that's uh, contradictory. Uh, how can you say you are against abortions, but you think that uh, uh, non-whites uh, should be aborted. Well, I'll tell you, it all depends on your religious beliefs. I, myself, uh, am a Christian identist. So there are, um, now let's say, uh, I have uh, different beliefs than some as to who and what non-whites are. Uh, you know, uh, it's proven in Scripture if you can read it and understand it, which I'm not getting into a, a big uh, 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 religious uh, sermon here. I certainly am not uh, qualified uh, as a minister of anything. Uh, but uh, that is why I say uh, what I say. My, uh, my beliefs may be different than yours. You may be white and, and not be a Christian. I guess that's to show. And uh, that's great. Uh, that's fine, too. Uh, but my beliefs uh, are, uh, differ uh, from yours. Uh, if you want to know uh, some of my beliefs, uh, email the show. Uh, call the show and leave a voicemail or a text. I'll give you that information uh, at the uh, end of the show here, and I can point you to where um, you can find my beliefs right in your own King James Version uh, Bible. Uh, they're not up for debate. I'm not going to argue about my beliefs. Uh, I have the right to believe religiously what I believe, uh, as you do as well. Uh, but I can uh, point you in a direction as to where uh, uh, I come up with my beliefs. This just isn't something that I pulled out of the air. A Christian identity certainly uh, isn't anything new. I actually believe uh, our forefathers uh, were Christian identists. Uh, the rest of this article here, a leaked memo from U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Acting Director uh, Tay Johnson that was reported by the Wall Street Journal instructs that ICE detention centers ensure that pregnant illegal immigrants have access to abortions at taxpayer expense. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, if, the, if the taxpayers... Uh, if we taxpayers have to pay for a non-white abortion, all for it. Uh, I think tax money should be used 
for any non-white in America uh, that tries to disrupt our system, change our history, uh, change our culture, and change our heritage, taxpayer money should be used for a one-way flight back to the motherland, wherever that may be for the non-white, uh, never to return to America again. Uh, pretty much, if you don't like it, uh, get the hell out. Uh, taxpayer funded. And, you know, I'll bet, you're, I'll bet I don't have too many listeners uh, that wouldn't mind seeing their tax dollars being spent uh, to start sweeping the floor of America, uh, sweeping the cockroaches uh, out of it. Uh, the story goes on a little bit further, but uh, there's nothing else uh, important in that story. Uh, the last one, I'm, I'm going to wrap the uh, this Tuesday evening show up with this one. Anybody that has listened to my show uh, for years, I've been uh, doing a show uh, for years now, and I remember doing the articles on this. I don't believe it was on the Rust Belt Klansman show. It may have been one of my earlier shows. Uh, I have done several uh, different pro-white uh, shows. Uh but uh, this article comes from the Washington Examiner, and the headline is, Starbucks Wokeness Comes Back to Haunt Them As Coffee Chain Closes 16 Stores. Uh, who remembers back when uh, uh, Starbucks buckled uh, to the uh, non-whites, the blacks, uh, buckled to cater to them? Uh, do you remember the story? Uh, it was two black men in there loafing. Uh, they weren't buying anything. They were just sitting there taking up space. And uh, management had asked them to leave. And uh, they threw a fit about it. Law enforcement was called. And eventually these uh, two black men were put off of the property. Uh, but then, they, uh, as blacks do, uh, they cried because they think that they should be allowed to loiter uh, in a business. You know, people go in there for coffee. Uh, they don't really want to see goons sitting around uh, BSing, not buying anything. Uh, they claimed they were waiting for an associate, uh, associate, uh, a drug dealer or a drug buyer, probably, uh, nonetheless, because Starbucks' next uh, thing that they did. Uh, but anyhow, Starbucks uh, shut down their uh, operations for a full day to train their employees how to cater to non-whites. Uh, they allowed black people just to go in and loiter. They didn't have to uh, buy anything. Uh, they could just go around, uh, smell up the place, uh, loiter, do whatever they want, disrupt people that are trying to get coffee. You know, a lot of people uh, stop at, used to uh, stop at Starbucks to get their morning coffee to go to work. Uh, who wants to go into a Starbucks to get your coffee to go to work and uh, look at the bums all sitting around that uh, your tax dollars are funding? Seriously. Uh, the next move Starbucks made was they put needle dispensers in their bathrooms. Yes, needle dispensers. Junkies were welcome in Starbucks to go to the bathroom, shoot up, and then dispose of their needle. Uh, I imagine there was plenty of junkies in there that uh, were busting open these needle dispensers because they needed a needle to get a fix. So I imagine uh, Starbucks bathrooms were probably littered with uh, needles. Well, guess what? Now, this is all coming back to bite Starbucks in the ass. 
uh, this article. Uh, Starbucks is closing 16 stores because of a dramatic increase in crime and drug use throughout the country. Uh, not throughout, well, it is throughout the country. It's a dramatic increase in crime and uh, drug use, Starbucks, is because you welcomed the crime to loiter. You welcomed the drug addict to use your restrooms as a place to shoot up. So don't blame it on the rising drug use and crime in America. You did what you did to yourself. Admit it. Uh, the illicit activities have allegedly endangered many of the company's employees. The disruption, uh, there you go. Somebody had to go in and clean up the junkies' needles uh, strewn about the bathroom. Uh, so, of course, it endangered them. And your black bums sitting around uh, looking for the next person to rob, that endangered uh, your employees, too. Uh, the disruptions have coincided with the country's soaring crime rates which are largely the result of radical left-wing criminal justice policies. Now, that's, that is true. Uh, but, you know, when you welcome this into your uh, business, uh, this is what happens. You asked for it, you got it. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go into the rest of the article, uh, but I did this article when Starbucks shut down uh, to teach their employees how to cater to non-whites in their store, allow them to loiter. I also did the story when Starbucks decided to uh, put needle dispensers in their restrooms. I said, uh, you know, how stupid uh, could you be? Uh, you know, you're welcoming uh, junkies and non-whites into your store. Well, guess what, Starbucks? I hope you end up going bankrupt. And I hope that anybody listening to the show that buys Starbucks stops. Uh, you know, uh, we as white people should not support companies in our white Christian nation that push for uh, anti-white uh, behaviors. Uh, we should not support these places. Uh, you know, many of them, like Coca-Cola, they turned around and they changed... Uh, uh, their ideals because they were going under. You know, tough. These people didn't change their thoughts. They're changing what they say because they need your business. So when you go into or you uh, buy Coca-Cola, I was a long time, uh, life, lifelong uh, drinker of Coca-Cola until they were teaching their employees how to be less white. Guess what? I drink Pepsi now. Ain't that big of a deal. Does it taste like Coke? No, uh, but it, it's similar. Uh, you know, it is a darker cola. And uh, I would sooner uh, uh, give my money to a company that supports our white Christian nation. Uh, now, you know, I'm saying this, but, but who knows? Uh, maybe Pepsi uh, does the same thing, too. Uh, because, uh, you know, a lot of companies in America, they, they will do things behind our backs because they don't want to lose uh, the majority, uh, you know, of their customers. Uh, like Starbucks, they cater to uh, 13% of America's population. And most of uh, those, I would guess, now I don't have statistics for this, but of that 13%, uh, I can't see a very large percentage being able to afford 
a Starbucks coffee. So, you know, it's even lower than that. But uh, uh, Starbucks, uh, I hope you go under. And anybody listening to the show that drinks Starbucks, stop. Please, stop. Uh, This is how we'll we'll rid rid our country of the BS that's going on. Stop supporting it. Same with sports. I'm not even getting into that. Uh, every time uh, I get to the uh, the story of sports and how uh, we Americans, white Americans, should not even be watching sports, buying their merchandise, uh, you know, it just takes me off because many people uh, still do. They don't care. Uh, also, I just want to touch on this. I'm not even going to read the article, but uh, uh, last week, uh, you, you know, they, uh, these uh, uh, other hoodlum, black youth, uh, teenagers, uh, beat a black man to death with a cone, a, a traffic cone. Uh, they turned themselves in, and uh, last week I saw a 14-year-old uh, was being charged with third-degree murder. And uh, then I saw another 13-year-old being charged uh, with third-degree murder. And they should be charged as adults for murder. Uh, You know, uh, they're not going to outgrow their actions. So, you know, they should not be in society, period. Just like the little mongrels uh, hurling explosives and uh, uh, hitting the uh, law enforcement officers. This was little black kids in diapers, for God's sake. Uh, I still say that uh, these actions are uh, hereditary, uh, not just taught. I mean, they are taught as well, but I, th- I think the uh, actions are uh, hereditary. Uh, so these, uh, this 14 and 13, or may even be uh, more by now out of that group that uh, beat the black man. It, it, and it's not that uh, I am on the side of the black man. I could care less uh, that he got beat to death. Uh, anyhow, because this is the nature of the beast. Black on black crime. Uh, they kill each other every day. So, you know, it, that doesn't faze me. I could care less about the black guy uh, that they beat to death with the cone. But it's their actions. So, you know, uh, they should be sent to prison. Actually should get a capital uh, punishment. Uh, firing squad, chair, hanging, something. Uh, and it's a win-win situation. Uh, you know, I often said if uh, America segregated and gave the blacks and uh, other, especially the blacks, uh, their own states, uh, no help from whitey. They have to uh, uh, give them their own states to live in. They are not allowed out of that state. They have to uh, form their own government. They have to build their own businesses uh, and everything. No help at all. Not a dime from whitey. They would extinct themselves within several years. They would murder each other. Uh, They would go under. They would just extinct themselves. Uh, And, you know, many blacks know this. That's why they don't. You know, they'll cry racism. Uh, They'll cry how bad they have it in America. Uh, But I don't see them going back to the motherland. I don't see them leaving. You know, so, so they know better. They know they need whitey to survive. Uh, I say we stop uh, carrying them. Uh, the load's getting a little heavy. You know, you, you, we're carrying, we as white people are carrying non-white races in this country that spit on our face. They hate us. Uh, it's time to stop. It's time to stop carrying 
these bombs. Uh, with that, I am going to end this uh, Tuesday evening show. I'll be back here on White Pride Radio with another Rust Belt Klansman show. Hit me up on VK. I'm on VK under my name, Paul Brown. Uh, if you look me up in the bio right under uh, my profile picture, which is a picture of myself, it says Knights Party National Office Administration. That's me. That's the right uh, uh, profile. Uh, send me a friend request. Um, also on Facebook, uh, for information about Facebook, uh, because the Facebook, um, I kind of keep on the down low, uh, because uh, I was permanently banned here uh, a month, maybe a month ago, three times. Uh, permanently banned for life three times within a month. Uh, so that's kind of on the down low. Uh, but if you send me an email, uh, leave me a voice message on the phone line or a text message, uh, I'll send you the link to VK uh, if you can't find me there. And uh, I'll also send you uh, my link to Facebook. Uh, speaking of the, uh, the email and the phone line, uh, the email directly to the Rust Belt Klansman show is very simple. Hey, Rust Belt Klansman at mail.com. All lowercase letters, very simple. Hey, Rust Belt Klansman at mail.com. The phone line into the show is area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voice message or a text message. Uh, you can text that number. Uh, as I say every week, unfortunately, I don't have time to uh, answer that phone. Uh, but if you leave a message or a text or an email, uh, send me news articles, uh, thoughts, opinions, uh, whatever you have, uh, send it into the show. If it's something that uh, requires a, a response to, uh, I will definitely respond uh, because I read every email. I listen to every voicemail, and I read every text. So if you send it in, I'm going to see it. And if it uh, calls for a response, uh, I will definitely respond to you. Now, you know, uh, uh, without my loyal listeners, uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show wouldn't be where it is today. So, you know, I certainly don't ignore um, my listeners. Sometimes it may take me a little while to get to you, but uh, my other duties within the night's party... Uh, I'm fairly busy uh, most of the time, but not too busy uh, to answer my emails and uh, text and voice into the show. It just may take me a little bit. Uh, my white brothers and sisters out there, until Thursday evening, July 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, stay safe, take care of each other, and stand shoulder to shoulder. Uh, now is the time to be uniting and helping each other. And, uh, you know, uh, just like the uh, commentary, remember these four words and how to save America. In God we trust. Uh, go out and start saying that everywhere. Everywhere you go, make that your greeting. In God we trust. Uh, our enemies will definitely hate that. That is why uh, they are trying to erase Christianity out of our white Christian country. So, in God we trust. Uh, that is how we will save America, by trusting in God. Uh, but not only just trusting in God, uh, we as white people, God chose we need to repent uh, 
for our sins of tolerating the things that are happening in America, for tolerating uh, this non-white invasion, for tolerating the homosexuality. Uh, until we repent and put our trust in God, we need to do both. Uh, then uh, we most definitely can save America. We can save America together. Uh, if you have any news articles, uh, yeah, I guess I already gave you that, didn't I? The email address. See, I want to give it to you again. I need some news articles, uh, folks. Uh, so send me some in that uh, you find interesting. And uh, if possible, uh, I'll do them here on the show. Uh, you know, send me some oddities. Uh, even if it's something humorous that has to do with uh, pro-white stuff because... Uh, you know, I gather the news, and it's harder and harder uh, every day to find anything that even has uh, a little bit of humor in it. Uh, that was the purpose of the, the article, The Sagging Pants. Uh, but it, it's hard to find anything humorous or uh, positive in today's news because it's all negative. And uh, it's negative against us as whites in our own white Christian country. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power!